Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Hi, this is Kevin Coleman with Ron Coleman Mining, and I have an interesting story about a rock. I had a big boulder with some points on it, not necessarily, not necessarily a crystal, but a rock with points. And a guy had a Lamborghini that he wanted to trade. And I actually managed to trade a crystal for a Lamborghini. Uh, oh, a real working Lamborghini. Uh, it might, might or might not have been a kit car, but it was still, <laughs> it was a working Lamborghini. Yes. I had to go wing doors a uh, whole nine yards. Uh, one of the Countach's like they had on Cannonball. Oh, the Countach. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look what I, Hey, if it was a Volkswagen underneath, but it had the Countach. The, oh, my. And I had always heard a fabulously beautiful car. Impossible to back up. Impossible to, you know, curbs. Yeah. And, yeah, it had its own difficulties. Anyway, Dennis Simpson, Hot Springs Village Inside Out. My friend, Mr. Ken. Excuse me, Kevin Coleman. Kevin, that Coleman name, that hmm, that rings a bell. Are these uh, Are these local folks that have been here a while, maybe? These, these are local folks. This is not the Coleman milk. This is not the Coleman campers, not the ice chest. This is the Coleman courts, the crystal miners that are world renowned. And you uh, mean world renowned. I, and I was telling you before we hit the record button, we actually had, I, I call them the Ken and Barbie of Puerto Rico that lived in New York, flew all the way from New York, got to, got to, uh, uh, here in the village, uh, that there was a gentleman in a Jaguar they got out and lifted their bags out. He had his ascot on like, you know, like we wear ascots in Arkansas all the time. And he got out and he set their bags out and, and he drove away. And I said, is, is your driver coming back? And they were like, no, no, no. We're going to Uber everywhere. I said, where are you going? We're Ubering out to Ken Coleman, to the Kevin Coleman mine. We're going out to Ron Coleman. We can't wait. They, yeah, we're, uh, we, we just so excited. And I think they brought back like 49 little crystals and they were so excited but they flew here from New York and turned around and flew back directly to New York for crystals. Really? Yep. In hot springs slash Jesseville, Arkansas. Yep. Just outside the village towards Jesseville. Uh, We have people do that. And what they're coming is the opportunity to find their own. It's it's not necessarily that they're guaranteed. No. Yes. People normally do find something, but they just want the chance to have got it themselves. And And to say, I, I dug this out of the earth myself. Yep. Yep. That's what they're after. Well, how did we get started? How did you and your family get started here? Tell us the whole story. Uh, whole story. Uh, we need uh, three hours. And <laughs> we'll make it a two-parter. <laughs> I'm good. It's a, maybe a three-parter. Who knows? Uh, back in the 1940s for the war effort, the army needed quartz crystal. They needed it for oscillators and radios. 
Uh, it had something to do with, uh, there's an item called the Norton bomb site that had to do with the bombing off the B-52s. It was a strategic commodity. And, and for those of you that don't know, the five-mile high view, when you put electricity on a quartz, it vibrates about 64,000 times a second. And they found a way to count that, and it made a super accurate Clark. So that's, I mean, this was this was the state of the art at the time in the 40s, right? And you had to have mm-hmm. these crystals. Yep, they had to have these crystals. So they set up an assay office in Hot Springs. Uh, the quartz is fairly prevalent here. Uh, there's a band from Mount Ida to Perrin that you can find quartz almost anywhere that you dig. Uh, it's fine in a place that it's a long ways down to the slate. The slate layer is 70 or 80 feet thick. And when you hit the slate, no more crystal. Uh, right here where we're at in this deposit, uh, also known as blocker lead number four, uh, we're down about 150 feet and still have some room to go. It's just basically a depression. It's a defined area. So there's only so much here. So, but, so when you get down to the slate, or do you think the, the quartz will completely stop? The, there's none in the slate. I honestly <clears> think it's on the other side of it. It's no way feasible to get to it. It's, you can't go another 80 feet. It's like a funnel. If you're, if you're trying to dig deeper, Going open pits, you got to get wider and wider, and it's just not feasible to go that deep. Yeah, you'd have to have a massive top to get down right. to ten feet at the bottom. I got it. Right. I got it. Right. But uh, going back to the to how it got started, they had set up that assay office, and this is one of the places that the quartz was very prolific. Uh, tons and tons has come from here over the years, and my great grandfather started mining here and leased it from Derek's land and timber, which was warehouse's predecessor. Uh, Then there were several different governments got involved. The German government owned it once. Uh, When dad bought it, I believe it was a Canadian and Mexican consortium that we bought it from. Uh, So it was not actually owned by us until 86 when dad bought it, been leased up until then. Uh, But yeah, it goes, goes some pretty deep roots with my, from my great grandfather all the way up to uh, my boy Joshua does most of the mining now. Now we're we talking five generations mining. Yep, five wow. generations of mining, and his his little little girl got a brand new grandbaby, and we hold her up and let her look out the window and survey her kingdom. Wow, <laughs> sweet! I, I'll tell you what. Let, let me. I'm going to swap to sharing just for a moment, if you don't care. Okay. Uh, and we're going to. Part of this is we've got to show pictures. This is such a sight to see. Um, and let me hop over here real quick. This is your website and, and basically there's text on it and that's not a problem, but I just want to show people real quick. Uh, you know, there's obviously you can sign up for a tour. You can, you can go and dig, you can whatever, but this is basically the Valley that we're talking about. There's a, there's a, a, a retail office that's sitting on top of a Ridge looking down over this huge, huge pit. How deep do you say this is? Uh, roughly 150 feet from original. And that is the actual view out the window at, at this gift shop. You can stand in the air conditioning and enjoy that view. It is magnificent. It really is. It's quite amazing. Now, what, what we don't see or what we haven't mentioned is that on the far left-hand side, I think, I've only been here once, but on the far left-hand side is where the uh, zip uh, ride begins. And we can zip yep. line all the way across the, the uh, body of the, how, how far off the ground do you get at any given time? At the actual vertical drop, about 120 feet. It's just funny the way it lays, a little bit of a belly to the line. Right. Uh, yes, it's immediately to your left where it starts from. Uh, the word intrepid is covering up. <laughs> that's covering up where, where you end up. So if, you, if you're if you intrepid enough to do the zip line, that's where intrepid. you end up. 
I may have to look that word up, lady. But but okay. So <laughs> the bottom line is, and as we say here, you got an RV park, you've got your own mining facility. Uh, it's got a, a, a got a hotel, a wholesale and resales, uh, wholesale and retail, uh, uh, retail and commercial side. I should say. Yes. Uh, how long did it take for you and your family to build to dig this pit? I mean, over the years. Uh, well, it's like I said earlier, the, the, they started in the 40s and it has been continuously mined since then. Uh, it's getting a little faster now because we have more modern equipment, of course, and right. more modern ways to work. Uh, also, as we were saying, the deeper it is, the wider we have to get. So yeah. we are moving moving quite a bit of dirt every day. Really? Okay. So now is this is a working commercial mine? This is a working mine? How, how do you break it, that down? It is a working quartz crystal mine. What we actually mine for are the specimen rocks, just like the one in the middle there. Uh, the pieces that you'd see at a roadside gift shop. So that's that's what you're. That's what we're after. You're mining uh, for, and and pardon my laity here, but you're you're looking for the blue chip. You're looking for the nicest of the clearest and the most points. Yes. Is that what you're looking for? Yes, that's that's what we're after. Uh, we're known for our big pieces, uh, big museum pieces, but is our bread and butter is the small pieces that you. Uh, so the vast majority, and I'm I'm showing scrolling through here for those of you that are, that are listening on the podcast, you'll have to come to ColemanCourts.com and take a look for yourself. Uh, Amethyst, all kinds of rocks by the pound. And this is the one I wanted to show. I love the old army truck here. This shows how rugged this area is. Am I right? Yep, that's that's our that's our tour truck. You can get on there, and you actually get to ride down in the mine on the rugged army truck. So, and I, I, we're just skipping the pieces, Kevin. We've tried to do this, literally tried to do this for over a year, and I'm so thrilled. I've actually I've been reaching out to you back when I was doing a show called Village Venues, and uh, just trying to get all the pieces lined up. And so, you you say your family and and been in this doing this for since the 40s. Tell me more about. I think I saw something about National Geographic, and I think I saw something about a one about the size of my SUV. Is that am I right? We had uh, I don't recall actually being in National Geographic. We're in the Natural History Museum at the okay. Smithsonian. Yeah, uh, and the piece that is there is weighs about eight thousand pounds. Uh, eight thousand. So hang on, and and this is at the Natural History Museum in Chicago, in New York. No, in uh, DC. In DC, on, on the on the mall. On the, on so the let me get mall. this straight. You pack up a once in a lifetime crystal on the back of a flatbed and you ship it 1800 miles to DC. Is that actually, actually delivered it? But yep, throwed it in my big box truck and took it up there. And we, we put it in. The client asked that I oversee it. And it was an interesting night. <laughs> interesting night. I, I'm sorry, you were using the word intrepid. I'm going to use the word nerve wracking. Is that, am I close? <laughs> yes, it was nerve wracking. It was the the taking it up there was not a problem. I, I had it on display in Tucson. The clients saw it, wanted a legacy to leave. Uh, I worked out of a deal where we could get it in to them and in the Smithsonian, and it, everything worked out really well. Uh, you had already shipped it to Tucson. I had shipped it to Tucson. I had to get it from Tucson back to Arkansas, build a stand, build the stand here for it because told them I'd do that. Then that I would deliver it and oversee it getting put in. Uh, I packed it up in Tucson in about an hour and a half by myself because that's what I do. That's what you do. Yeah. We got to the, to the Smithsonian museum and of course they have their crew. that's going to do it. That's what they do. Yeah, sure. 13 hours later, I was pulling my hair out. I said, if you would just, if you just turn me loose, I will put this rock in here. 
So anyway, we did you, get it in there. You and your South Arkansas ways, Kevin. I know how you would do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, if if you can get that OSHA guy to turn around for three minutes, we'll have this yeah. rock in here, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and, that's and, that's and, kind of the way it would have been, yes. All you union guys can just put your shoes down, for put your stuff down for a minute. We'll take care of this, yeah. right? Yeah, go to lunch and come back. How do you find an 8,000-pound, how many point courts, how many points? Gosh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hundreds, sparkly. <laughs> sparkly. Hundreds of thousands, hundreds really? of thousands. Yep. How, yep. how do you the, find one? Somebody's got a backhoe and they're like, Oh, look, we found a 8,000 pound quartz. Uh, in, in the pit that we were showing a while ago, I know where we know where the veins are at and we have a pretty good idea where the pockets are at. And when we mine a pocket, uh, if it's, the small hand size pieces, it's no problem to just take them out. If you see that it's going to be a really big piece, then sometimes you have to back up, dig down just a little bit and <clears throat> expose it, shall I say. Uh, and then it's just a matter of laying it over and strapping it and picking it up. So it's, it's, it's some more of that. It's, it's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> this this sounds more and more like a jack of all trades kind of job. You got to know how to run a backhoe. You got to know when to bring the crowbar out and when not to bring the crowbar out and how to use a tie strap and how to put it on a pallet and how to ship it and how to market it. To, I'm exactly. sure too. Unbelievable. Well, tell us the, tell us quartz 101. Cause I literally don't know. I, I'm wide open. I'll tell you this uh, in 19, 19- 71 i took a tour with my, my school class of the uh little rock capital the arkansas state capital and they gave us a little box of rocks and there was gypsum there was quartz and you know the little quartz and i remember thinking well that's a pretty clear piece of quartz how do you rank them how do you judge them what's the what give me quartz 101 where does it formed uh, and why do i want one and and yeah where can i buy I, one you buy one at pretty much any rock shop. There, a lot of times it's actually going to come from us. Uh, I was actually in Paris three years ago and saw one on a shelf that I actually know came from our mind. You can tell the difference, which was sort of cool <laughs> on, from my cool. end. Yeah, I bet. Yep. But they, again, they, they form between Mount Ida and Perrin. This is one of the very few places besides Brazil that you can get them. Uh, value-wise, it's clarity and damage. You want it to be as clear as possible, as far down as possible, and not be banged up on the tips. And you said in damage, so, so banged yep. up. So how is it formed? What, what is it? Is it silica? What? What? I mean, why it's, it's a silica dioxide solution. Uh, crystallizes off the sandstone walls almost exactly like your old science experiments you did in school, where you just form those little crystals off the sides. Uh, they say that it was basically instantaneous, but geologically instantaneous uh, is still a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more than your time, lifetime and mine together, right? Instantaneous. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, share some more pictures with us. I, I can't wait. And let, let me. We're not digging in and doing this justice yet. I'm sorry. Give me what you would say. Um, the Coleman Rock Facility does. You've got zip lines, you've got tours, you've got museums, you've got a retail shop. Go through the rest of it. Uh, we, yeah, you hit the majority of it. We we offer a little bit of everything for a little bit of everybody. Um, you get the rock hounds, like the people you were talking about from New York, that want to come dig their own. Uh, the wife and I rode a zip line in Belize, I believe. And she said, we got to have one of these. <laughs> and the, the, the thinking was that you've got 
rock people and not rock people. And we needed something for the not rock people to do while the rock people are out there digging in the dirt because they're going, I don't want to do this. Well, I got to <laughs> wander around. What can I do? Uh, the tour was sort of a side effect of that. We were putting in the zip line. We bought this big army truck. said, okay, well, it'll be cool. You ride the zip line down, get on the army truck, come back. Well, we had issues with getting the zip line in. And my oldest son, who's not even really involved in the business, said, I think people would pay to take a tour. He said, you've got that army truck. He said, let's set up a tour and, and see. We never got to use the army trucks for the zip line because the tour is so popular. Really? Uh, yep. We, we take people in, show them a video about how the courts forms, uh, show them a gallery of rocks from all over the world. Then they get on the tour truck, drive them down in the mine itself, uh, take them up to the top, unload them, walk them through the whole entire cleaning process and see how they're graded. Uh, it's it's just about a 45 minutes. It's a pretty neat tour, but it was just, I mean, we bought it for the zip line and that never happened. <laughs> so, as, as good things do, they're never used for the exact purpose, maybe necessarily. Yep. Maybe that was the better use, you know. Well, well tell me this. So, like I say, been doing this, uh, your family, one way or the other, 100 years or whatever. Uh, did you, just for you personally, and just step back for a second, was there ever a point when you said, well, you know, I don't know if I want to be in the family uh, crystal business. Maybe I'll do something else. I personally didn't. I, I always, I never even really considered anything else. Really? Uh, uh, there, there is an interesting story. If we have a part two, dad did fire me once. And <laughs> so I did get to do some other options. Fired but, you, if I'm mistaken. Yeah. Right. Yes. So so let me get this straight. So it's not a sure thing that just because you work for your dad, you get to keep working for your dad. Is that correct? That's, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we, like I said, we'll pursue that one a different time, but needless to say, I ended up, ended up doing the crystal thing. Uh, Josh, uh, my youngest, he seems to really like it. Uh, Alex, uh, my oldest did not really have an interest and is in Portland, Oregon doing uh, video effects on movies and film archi archival uh, and doing really well for himself. How so, interesting. Now you had mentioned before we hit the record button that apparently this is like a real Jesseville crowd. Y'all been here how many generations and how many have gone through Jesseville high and been forever. Uh, my, my grandpa, Frank, uh, my dad, Ron, uh, me and Josh and Alex, uh, both have gone all 12 years here at Jessville. If you go up there by the cafeteria and look at the pictures, you can find every one of us. Just like at the FBI off at the post office, all those FBI. Pictures, yeah. Same, right? They can use the same picture. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, we just have a minute here and I mean this, we're probably going to have to do a two part to just kind of explain the depth of this, if that's okay. Pull up, show, show us some of the pictures that you've got there that we want to take a look at if we can. Uh, first off. And you'll have to bear with us, people. We're using uh, SpaceX and or uh, Starlink, and uh, there we go. Okay, there, and, uh, and Zoom. That is us, uh, left, right. That is Alex, the oldest, and then myself, Kathy, the Kinley's the baby, and Josh and Mackenzie, uh, all family, when we were at the grand reveal for the rock that is in the Smithsonian now. That is unbelievable. So, Did you, uh, just asking, just your dad, uh, Ron or, or Frank, would, would you ever, would they ever have imagined you'd have a rock, you'd have a specimen in the Smithsonian? Did that, would that have been the Zenith to them? Honestly, we've had uh, my uncle Jimmy put two specimens upstairs in the just mineral hall uh, actually has a photo of him and we had, it, this was not unprecedented, let's say. Yeah, okay. So, but the way it ended up with the piece that is in there now is so big 
Uh, no, we did not think that. It's the first thing you see if you come in off the Constitution Avenue entrance. I mean, it's oh my the, goodness. The, the item on the right as you come in. Uh, I'm afraid I would have, seriously, I'm afraid I would have been a little giddy. Oh, shoot, like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh, that's okay. That, that's okay. Just share the picture. I was just going to mention, I, I would imagine I would have been just relatively giddy, just like we're at the Smithsonian. We're on Constitutional Avenue. Here's my truck. We're unloading this rock. Oh, yeah. my, oh my Lord. It, it would have to be a, you know, pinch me kind of thing, right? It was, it was, it was neat. It was, is actually just exactly like the movie night at the museum. Cause we literally spent the night in there and it was kind of a interesting place at night. You, you didn't uh, know what would come to life and what wouldn't, right? That's exactly right. Well, uh, go ahead and show us a couple more of the photos there. I've got the, I've got the file folder view up right now. If you need to change yeah. that. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Stop share that one. There we go. Back to here. Click that one. Uh, there's what it looks like when that's Josh and Andrew, which is the guy that helps him. Uh, that's actually the way the crystals look when they're in the ground. And the, and the answer is they look like red Arkansas clay. Is they, they look, look like. like red Arkansas clay. And uh, I'm in, now, I'm imagining there's a, a, a pick or a shovel or a pressure washer involved in here somewhere, right? Uh, the majority is a pry bar, uh, just like a crowbar, but it comes to a point instead of a wedge. Yep. Yep. Like they used that to use on the railroad. Yeah, really close. Yep. All right. Yeah. Did that share that whole thing again? No. We have, we've got the file folder there. If, if you want to go yeah. back in, and I don't know if we're in order or whatever, but if you want They're to go back in. They're not in order. Okay. okay. <laughs> I ended up with extra stuff in there. That's what I was trying to get. <laughs> no problem at all. And by the way, while you're doing that, I'm going to plug. Yeah, I have my, it's a Friday. When the, the people don't know that, but this is a Friday and I have my bad habit t-shirt on that I was ceremoniously given at, after the last home fest. There were great kids and a great show. So anyway, they'll be back at the Beehive very soon. Have you found what we're looking for here? What picture are we going for next? Uh, I just know that's a movie. We don't want the movie. There's a picture of the I'd, On a whole side note, if we do another one, I have actual trains at my house that you can ride. Oh, on. yeah. I wanted to go. I wanted the, one of the reasons I reached out to There's you. There's a again. train. Okay. So this is, and, and let's discuss it. As you're coming down this basically back road, you look over and there's this beautiful yard. I'm assuming this is where y'all live or this is your yep, home area. That's my house. Yep. And and this is out front and you have a, and you, you chose the BNSF. Is that? Bauxite Northern, no, what is that? <laughs> that is uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe. That's Burlington Northern is. Santa Fe. Yeah. And uh, it, is this endless hours of fun for the kids? It is endless hours of work. work. <laughs> <laughs> the, when, the, when, the, when, the boys, when the boys were younger, they liked it a lot. And then, of course, they got into school age and I got busy and it got in very bad disrepair. And about oh. three years ago, I decided I either got to fix it or sell it. And I decided that someday I'd have grandkids, which has come true. And I'm very slowly working on fixing them. That's going to be uh, a lot of fun. But that goes around the perimeter of the facility. So you can't do a train ride there, right? Uh, well, it's actually, that's mine at the house. But if okay. people stop, I'll, a lot of times I'll give them a ride. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't have anything else to do, right? That, exactly. And, if, so, and uh, to plug another bunch, if uh, if any of them are watching, there is a garden railway club in the village. Yeah. And if any of those are watching, you can reach out to me. I need to talk to you all at some point. <laughs> well, the reason I say that, one of the guys I'm, I'm on the uh, computer 
club, which is now the technology club, but we had a gentleman who had, and what, what scale is the one you had his, his was like a 14 inch wide or 12 inch wide. It was pretty, pretty nice little railroad, but you can That's ride these train. like a car. What, what is your, what's your scale my, or what do they call it? It's, it's inch and a half scale, uh, one eighth, uh, and okay. it is seven and a half inches between the rails. So mm. it's, it's not huge. It's, it's just usable, but it's not going to tip over either. Right? No. No. So, so what's the course of the day for you? You get up, you stretch, you say, I'm going to go dig some crystals or you have other people dig those all day long. Or what do you do? Uh, Josh does actually the digging. What I personally actually have always kind of, I don't know if I'm sharing these screens or not. I hadn't got one yet, but that's okay. Oh, let's just do it. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm not seeing me anywhere. Am I still on there? Well, no, it's just <laughs> you and me. We're still here. Oh, okay. I, I don't have any share yet. Go ahead and share if you want to share some photos, and we'll kind of click uh, as we go through them. Well, I've, uh, but I've, so, made, I've made my story. What, what I've always liked best about the job that I have is use something you hit on while I go to the jack of all trades. I never know when I get up in the morning what I'm going to be doing before the end of the day. Uh, I could be yesterday I drove up most of the day because somebody had called in sick. Uh, I could possibly be literally having to be in the septic tank in the RV park. Uh, <laughs> I, could be, I could be plumbing. I know electrical. I could be doing electrical work on our pressures or the pumps because uh, there, there are a lot of options. <laughs> I, I, I could, there's no telling when it starts and when it finishes what I could be doing. I don't and think that is actually, I, I like that about my job actually. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the variety. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I, I remembered watching, uh, I don't know if you've seen these shows lately, but the moonshiner shows and whatever, and you know, that sounds like fun and it's an interesting, whatever. And the more I watch that show, I think you have to have an incredible set of skills. You have to be able to work on a little bit of everything. Nobody's going to come at you. Hey, yeah. Listen, Sears. Uh, yeah, no, I've got a problem with my burner on my, my, uh, my, uh, moonshine pot. Could y'all send somebody out? No. No, you got to fix it yourself. You got to fix it. Yep. And the next closest, well, I mean, there's a couple other crystal mines nearby, but you you're, you have to answer your own questions nine times out of mm-hmm. 10, right? The majority of the time, I got to figure something out. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's, do you have any more photos to share? Uh, not currently. <laughs> Okay. No, that's okay. That's okay. I'll tell you what, we're going to make a 2.0 on this, if you don't mind. And I'm, because I know this is going to generate a lot of questions. Uh, like I said before, we've had people come and stay with us for Airbnbs because they want to travel seven miles, eight miles to go see you guys. And, and these, these rock hounds that you say, I mean, these guys, this is all they do, or this is just a passion with them or what, what is it? There's some of each, the, the, what we're geared towards right now is families. That's what we're ever, ever since COVID hit us being an outside activity, we have been covered up. Uh, we thought that it would hurt the business. We were closed for about two weeks. We put a booth outside in the parking lot for people just to reach out and pay as they went in. And we have set records ever since uh, the RV park has been full. The mining has been full. Uh, some of our diehard rock hounds are not necessarily happy with that. They, they're, they're wanting to say, okay, we want to find enough uh, crystals to go sell at a flea market this weekend and make a living. And that is not what we're geared towards right now. Uh, yeah. No, I got it. So I was going to apologize. Occasionally sorry. you'll get, I'm sorry. Occasionally I'll get, uh, we'll get a complaint. Uh, very occasionally we get a bad review on the TripAdvisor or something. And some say that, oh, I was there for an hour and I didn't find anything. And I always want to reply, well, 
okay, I hauled 200 dump truck loads today and I didn't find anything either. And I complained to, I mean, it, it, this is a mine. You're, you, you have the option to go through my tailings and hopefully both of us will find something, but you know, it's, it's a natural occurring thing. There's some good, it's like fishing. Sometimes you catch them, sometimes you don't. They, they call it fishing. They don't call it catching. That's exactly right. Because you, you don't never know when you're going to fish them. What does it cost to go? I mean, obviously you want to go to the website, courts, uh, Coleman Quartz. Uh, but how much is it, does it cost to go dig for a day? What does it be? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's $25 per person uh, for adults. Uh, the the bargain thing is the it's a $55, I believe now, for an all-day pass. And that lets you, you can zip as oh. much as you want to, ride the tour, go dig for rocks, do, do everything there. And that part's a bargain because just one zip by itself is 30 bucks. So. Yeah. Well, and this is the kind of weather where you'd want to go do that, where you could spend the better part of the day. You've got picnic tables, you've got facilities set up mm -hmm. for everybody. It's not like you're out in the wilderness. I mean, it's a very nice place. I remember Diane and I pulled up there about a year and a half ago and she was dropping off some tech stuff. And I remembered thinking, well, this is a real setup. Now this is, I mean, I knew there was, there's a lot, been a lot of evolution to get to that point. Am I right? It has been a big evolution, and we're actually currently remodeling right now. I had the gift shop closed yesterday. Oh, really? We needed more space. I've got to have more registers, more space. Darn. Yep, growing Darn. pains. Well, tell me this. So so I pay $25. I find 500 crystals. They're mine? They're yours. You keep everything that you find. We give really? you a burlap sack. You can bring extra buckets. You can bring a wheelbarrow. I don't care. Everything you haul off is yours. I encourage you, by the way, for the people that I've seen and have gone, um, you don't want to wear your very best tennis shoes if it's a rainy day or a, no. it, uh, that red clay will not come off of some things, if you know what I mean, right? How, how do you usually clean them up and get them ready for specimen? I mean, you, you just put them through a washing machine or what do you do? Dishwasher? Uh, clean, cleaning process is just a regular garden hose. Get them as sprayed off as you possibly can. We put them in a big vat of oxalic acid which is basically a strong bleach. You can usually find it at a pool supply store or we have it. Yeah. Um, bring it to a, right up to a boil, leave it about 12 hours, let it cool back down, rinse it off. That's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I'll be clear. Yep. The, the, what I encourage uh, people to do, you can use the sunshine, but if you'll go to a flea market or a pawn shop and find you a couple of old crock pots yeah. and, Mix the solution up, put it in a crock pot, turn it on, let it sit overnight, and then you're good. Wow, this is uh, a little bit of little little bit of baking soda will neutralize it. It's it's like I say, it's a strong bleach. If you have a yeah. cut, it might burn you, but it's not something that's going to actually hurt you. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I got to say, Kevin, this is everything I thought it would be, and a little more. I, I've had so many questions, and thank you for joining us. We can get you to come back if you don't mind. I'll be happy to come back. We've got lots of other things that we do around here. I guarantee you, and a lot more photos to show soon. Kevin, thanks yeah, for being I'll with us. Yeah, I'll work on that. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Kevin, thanks for being with us on Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I'm Dennis Simpson. He is Kevin Coleman. We will see you next time. Thanks, Kevin. Right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.